0: All right, everyone. Welcome episode 12. Um, You guys will be listening to this on August 11th, I believe. Uh, Myself, James, and Chris is with me, just the two of us tonight. What's going on, dudes and dudettes? So before we kick it off, episode 12, jersey number 12. Chris, who you got? Uh, Give me Brian Ralston. Ooh, that's a good one. He had a nasty slap shot in the NHL video games. I don't know if you remember that, oh, yeah. but I just he remember had a can him. a of a shot. Yeah. Um, Damian Bruner. Remember? Damian was on that team for like a year. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> he worked Bruner. But um, yeah, quick little uh, breakdown what we're going to be throwing at you tonight. Um, big recap and predictions episode. We got round-robin team recaps, qualifying series recaps um we got round of 16 preview and predictions we're going to speak a little bit about what the qualifying round means for the devil's first round pick before we jump into that um the nhl continues to show how much of a joke they are along with gary bettman just does not run a league. I mean, I'm about to say like the MLB's ran better than the NHL. Like it's just been absolutely atrocious for the past couple months. The way they've done everything. Um, if you don't know, I'm sure you're aware now. The New York Rangers are blessed with Alexis Lafreniere. Um, dude's unbelievable. The Rangers' offense is going to be insane for years to come. I could. Just imagine if they didn't trade JT Miller or something like that. I mean, their defense needs work, but the Rangers offense is going to be one of the better in the league for years to come. So, uh, Chris, I don't know if you want to say anything more about that.
1: Yeah, so. it, was, uh, it was pretty agonizing to watch. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't Pittsburgh or Edmonton or something, but I just wish it wasn't the Rangers. I mean, It'll be a fun matchup, you know, Kako and Hughes, Lafreniere, and shirt sure, you know, comparing those guys, and then obviously whatever the team builds around them. They'll compete, be competing against each other for years to come, but, oh man, I could have gone without that.
0: Yeah, ugly, and like, I, I. You should... I don't think I'm overreacting. I mean, this play playing qualifying thing, I mean, it's great for viewership and all that, but it just, it's just, it doesn't work. I mean, there's no business a team like the Chicago Blackhawks should be in the actual playoffs given the season they had. Montreal Canadiens should not be advancing. I mean, they were what? A point or two better than the Devils this season?
1: Look, you're talking and- about the legendary Montreal Canadiens that had two separate eight-game losing streaks and got sweeped by the Detroit Red Wings power. House team in the yeah, regular season,
0: joke. But um, yeah, the NHL just keeps on showing why. I mean, people, you, you think big sports in America, USA, and the NHL is always the last of the big four, and this this is why stuff like this. Um, but whatever, we're moving on. Fun stuff now. Let's get move on the happy Namaste. stuff. Good stuff. Um, So we're going to start with the round-robin team recaps. We're going to move from the east to the west, basically the four teams in each conference that played each other in the round-robin style. We'll start – we're going to go in order of how they did, how they're seated. The Flyers, man, um, they're getting the first seed in the east. They ran the table. They beat the Lightning on the last night, which was last night, I believe. 4-1, I believe the score that was. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I've been – I've ripped the flyers since day one. I absolutely dislike the flyers. I live in Philadelphia, so you got to hear all the Philly stuff. I'm not quite sh- quite sure what to say about them anymore. I've been saying how they're not legit; they're a whole bunch of frauds, but. I mean, every, time and time again, they just prove how dead wrong I am and just make me look like a fool. I, I'm, I'm going to apologize to the Flyers themselves on just basically being so wrong about them. I'm not going to apologize to the Flyers fans, but <laughs> um, yeah, I was just dead wrong at the Flyers. Their underlying numbers are good throughout the, the when they play, three games. Um, of course, he was a little below average, but. Their expected goals was great up top. Shows they're getting quality chances. Their goaltending is something that's always stunted them in the playoffs. And guess what? That's great now. Carter Hart had a 9.66 save percentage in a larger sample size, too. He played a ton in these round robin games. And something I noticed, Chris, I don't know if you noticed this as well. If you look at the box scores, it's their death scoring on a nightly basis. I mean, yep. Scott Lawton led the team in scoring multiple players, two or more points. Nate Abdul. Uh, how do you say his last name? Abdul Kabul or something like that. Mm-hmm. He had a few points as well. And he's like a guy that was in the AHL for a decent amount of time. Just and that's what you need time of years.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Chris, do you want to say any more about the Flyers here? I mean, I was before
1: we even had this lockdown and, you know, 2020 and everything. Um, the Flyers were streaking, you know, uh, they were going streaking. Uh, they were rising up the standings and I I said it back then, not just to our group, but uh some guys I played hockey with. Uh one of them was a Flyers fan, I gave him credit. I said, Your team is is getting hot at the right time, and that scares the living daylights out of me because you know, I I hate the Rangers more than the Flyers, but that's because James and I have different geographies. I'm one yeah. North Jersey, James is from mm-hmm. South Jersey, just kind of what we experience. Um, so I'm not surprised to see the Flyers you know, being dominant, um, I'm, I'm still surprised. extremely I'm <laughs> impressed that they were able to do it. Um, of course, Hedman did go down about halfway through that game, I think, against Tampa. And that was just a gnarly injury. That, that looks like it's a serious ankle injury. Um, but yeah, they're, they're definitely a deadly team. Um, I don't know if we're going to touch on our brackets, but I can eventually go into how far I got them going.
0: Oh, we will. We will. Don't you worry, Chris. We'll get there. But um, little, little tease. So big thing to mention here for the Flyers is no Jacob Vorchek for the foreseeable future. He got hurt, and there's no really timetable for his return. The way that Elaine Vigneault has been talking, it seems kind of serious, so that's something to definitely mention there. And the last thing I want to say here, their PDO, which is a measurement of basic luck, um, it's an advanced stat for almost, like I said, luck.
1: Tough luck, yeah. Unexpected yeah, stuff. it
0: measures – I don't know the exact formula. has something to do with uh, save percentage. Their PDO is extremely, extremely high. It was like a 1.1 1. 1 something, and the normal PDO is just a flat one. So they're bound to come down a little bit. I just mm-hmm. don't know how much. So we'll see what the valves here. But the Flyers – Flyers fans are hyped. I don't blame them. They look really good. Yeah. Moving on now. Tampa Bay Lightning – Chris, go ahead, talk about them first. What you got here?
1: So, um, I was very big on Tampa coming into this tournament. I felt like they learned from last year. And now I am second-guessing myself for two different reasons because Stan Post has not played, uh, and there's still no timetable for his return. And, I mean, like I said, with the headman injury, I, I didn't see it live, but I watched a clip of it after the fact. And, my gosh, like... He caught an edge and imagine like rolling an ankle as bad as you possibly could. That's like what it looked like. Um, And then, Ted, insult to injury, you know, they they get to play Columbus in the first round. So, you know, no no bad memories there at all for Tampa for their (laughs) fans. Yeah, flashbacks. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I I really thought Tampa was going to go far. I still think they're. Powerhouse. I still have them going far in my bracket. Me as well. Um, but I do think that the combination of playing against the Columbus team that upset the Leafs, uh, that has confidence already—not just from that, but the fact that they swept the Lightning last year—and the Lightning have made some changes. The you know, the Jackets are basically one of the reasons that they traded for Blake Coleman from us. So uh, I'm I'm slightly concerned about the Lightning, but not. Not extremely. I still think they have a very good chance of going falling in playoffs.
0: Yeah, I totally agree there. Um, their only blemish in this round-robin game was that 4-1 loss to Philly, and they did get thoroughly outplayed in that game. Eye uh, test, look into the advanced stats. Tampa, uh, I mean, Flyers were a lot better of a team. Mm-hmm. Good thing for Tampa, uh, Vasilevsky had a 9-2-1 save percentage. Yeah, he's been good. In the round robin, and that's big for them. If I remember right, he struggled against Columbus last year. Correct? He was one of the main reasons why that whole upset happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a combination of it. Tampa, like Tampa, I think went up like two nothing or three nothing in the first period of Game One, and then the rest of the periods for that series, it was just
0: awful. Oh, else. I remember that first period. I remember yeah. I bet on that it game. I took Tampa in that game, and I was all happy and merry. They're up three zero, and then you know, you know what happens after that. <laughs> But the big thing with Tampa, as you mentioned, Chris, Victor Hedman went down, and also Stephen Stamkos hasn't been playing. Both of those guys, I tried searching up injury reports, seeing how mm-hmm. they're doing. Everything's very, like... There's not really anything out there, and of course that's because hockey's hockey. But the way John Cooper's talking, it doesn't seem too good for either one of them. Also, Jan Rutu, defenseman as well, also got hurt, and there was no update on him. So they are battling injuries, but like Chris said, they're a powerhouse. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, they still play one.
1: They still are dynamic.
0: Yeah, their, their play still didn't really warrant all that worry, especially with Vasilevsky doing well, but we'll see how Tampa does. We'll move on to these last two teams. Um, Washington did not look good, in my opinion. Their expected goals in the round-robin play was fifth worst out of all the teams, including the teams that got eliminated. The only real bright spot I saw for them is Braden Holtby looked fantastic. He played very well. Yeah, the offense did struggle big time. Mm-hmm. You saw the same thing, right, Chris? Yeah. They were not able to score goals. Their underlying numbers showed a team that weren't able to generate a whole much. Hopey was under a lot, and he answered the bell, which is great. I don't think they're in huge trouble, but we we will see. Um, I think the way Hopey's played, I feel like – I mean, look at their offense. It's loaded with talent. I'm sure that will come around. John Carlson didn't play a lot after that injury. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure he'll be okay, too, once the round of 16 starts, which is big for them. So I'm not – I know Washington didn't look all that great, but I'm not too worried about them. Um, Chris, I don't know if you feel the same way.
1: I mean, for me, if you're going to ask me how far they're going to go, my original statement would be they need playoff Holpe, which it looks like he's – you know. He's running with the ball since we know off or you know whatever it is, whatever. They haven't officially said what it is, but we know it's something serious enough that he's probably not going to be around for the
0: playoffs. off they announced what happened. Did you they, see they, it? They, they finally
1: announced that. I saw articles, but I didn't know if they officially announced it. So uh, they didn't officially
0: like, announce it, but the thing about the ATV accident. Yeah. Yeah, did you yeah. see that? I did see that, I don't that, yeah. know if it's official, but the thing is, is supposedly he got into an ATV accident, which those things are sticky with contracts yeah. and stuff, depending what's going on there. I know in the MLB with Cespedes a couple – was that last year or two years ago yeah. when he got hurt with a wild boar or something, something yeah. insane, and the Mets got to rework his contract, something with the contract. So that stuff could get messy, but that's a tangent there. Go ahead. Keep talking about the yeah. capitals.
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean it's – yeah. So Samsonov's not really there to back – him up, um, and he's running He's running with the net uh, as of right now, which is great if you're a Washington fan. Uh, but my other question would be, you know, when when do they get Carlson back? Um, thankfully, Carlson's injury does not look as severe or to the level of what I saw with Edmonds. Um, but that being said, I do not like Washington's first-round matchup at all. I really do not.
0: So. Yeah, we'll uh, get deeper into that that little bit on and shout out to tom
1: wilson by the way uh pasta you were you were correct you know greatest goal on the team I, i enjoyed watching that yesterday against the bruins
0: yeah that was funny the good stuff it's funny how that stuff works out huh and if you don't know you're referring to of course tom or pasta tweeted out that tom wilson's the best goal scorer in the league whether it was actually him or whatever happened there and sure enough Tom Wilson scored against the Bruins too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just funny stuff there. Speaking of the Bruins last team, um, Chris, I want to hear your opinion here first. I'm yeah. sure. I think I'm going to differ, but yeah. go ahead.
1: I, I think we differed on opinions on them for the, the round robin, but I just, I am very concerned for Boston. Um, Rask showed up in that Washington game. I think he kept the, I think he kept some goals off the board for the caps. I think the caps could have easily scored some more. Um, I don't know. It, to me, it just seems like a lot of these other teams have kicked it up a gear, and Boston just has not done that yet. And I know it's it's round robin. You know, now it officially starts. Now is when that experience kicks in. But I mean, they weren't scoring either. You know, uh, and that that was like the entire round robin. So I'm concerned for them. And you know, I I can speak more once we start going into first round matchups. But again, they're a team that I do not like their first round matchup at all. I don't think it helps.
0: Yeah, I do. I absolutely hate the first round matchup for them, but I don't think all the worry is necessarily warranted when you take a deeper dive into their numbers. I think a lot had to do with them being just extremely unlucky in the round robin game. And then, game one of the round robin play, they had Mm -hmm. Yaroslav Halak in that, and he probably played the worst game of his career in that game. Yeah. And that's why they lost that game. Deeper diving their numbers, their are coursey 4 out of all the teams playing above average, their expected goals above average. Rask did play very well when he gave back from injury or whatever is wrong with him, which yeah. is great to see at a 917 save percentage across the games he played. And just to reiterate this whole them being unlucky thing. The game against the caps, they absolutely dominated the caps from a perspective of scoring chances, shot attempts, all that stuff. Their course D4 percentage, which I talk about it a ton, I'll just reiterate. It's basically a measurement of shot attempts for against an opponent. And it was 60. It's a ratio. 60 is 10 points above the average of 50. Expected goals was 65, which is 15 points above average. So I think the caps were at quick math here what 35 45 sorry i wasn't a good math guy and of course before the castrat are at 40 so in my opinion they didn't lo- deserve to lose that game game one if they get rask in there and get gold gold tending mm-hmm. that game might be different i think their play gonna turn around well yeah. you know what i don't know if their play is gonna turn around i just think they're i mean they're not they're team necessarily i don't
1: think they've gotten to where they need to be in terms of playoff Performance, but they're not a team I would take lightly either. Because it, it, to be honest, I all it takes is one Bruins, or two yeah. of them to get it together, and they can make a. lot. Yeah. Like they, they are that dangerous. Like they haven't played particularly great in the round robin, but if they get it together, and there's every chance they could, they could be just as dangerous as they were last season.
0: Yeah, I totally agree there. I just – my whole thing here is around Robin play. A lot of people are real, real, like, suspect of them, and I'm not as worried as most. Um, yeah, but some coaches
1: played it differently,
0: so. We'll, we'll talk more about them later when we get into their matchup with Carolina. We'll move out west now. Vegas Golden Knights, they ran the table. They looked amazing. Um, 4-0. Yeah, got Patch the first seed. Got Pacs ready back, They have a great matchup in the first round. Performance during the regular season carried over. In the round-robin play, out of all the teams, they had the highest C4 percentage. Playoff teams, the teams out of the teams that did not get eliminated, that had the second-highest expected goals. The only concern here for the Vegas Golden Knights, in my opinion, is goaltending. Their save percentage was second-lowest among all teams in round-robin play. This includes the teams that played in the qualifying round as well. Marc-Andre Fleury did not look good. I mean, albeit he only faced 17 shots, he only made 13 saves. That's a 7.65 save percentage in that really small sample size. Mm-hmm. Robin Leonard played a ton, and his save percentage was 9.03, which isn't all that impressive. The only way the Vegas Golden Knights don't make a deep run here is if goaltending gets in the way. If they get decent goaltending, I'm very confident in my pick for them to go all the way and possibly win the Stanley Cup. I Chris, agree. any more to say here?
1: I I agree. I think, um, you know, it it all depends on uh, their goaltending. Flowers got to, you know, be vintage playoff flurry. Um, And Leonard, we already know he's excited to play Chicago. He's looking forward to it. Um, We don't know who's going to start that series, who they're going to run with. Um, But I I know on paper, at least, they have a good goaltending situation. It's just they need to, you know rise up and be there to the occasion. And if they are then Vegas, I don't see how they're not the team that comes out of the West.
0: Yep. They're they're good, my friend. <laughs> they are <laughs> and, very and like good. I said, it just comes they just down and ready
1: back in the bubble, too.
0: Yep. Moving on, second team we're on talk about here. Finished second, got the second seed in the West. Colorado I have a latch, man, is this team exciting? Yep. Go ahead, Chris. Keep going. All you I mean.
1: Here. They're, they're a fast team. I think it, I I think it'll be them in Vegas in the conference finals. To be honest, um, yeah, I believe
0: I have that as well. There's
1: to, to beat a team like the Avalanche, you have to slow them down, and they are just so fast and so dynamic from top to the bottom, from forwards to defense. There's not many teams that, that have the, the talent and the systems to kind of slow them down. Um, I mean, I don't see them, you know, sweeping every series they play in, but I, I see them, you know. Strong. Yeah, just strolling through whoever they play. Um, but there's not much more to say. You got McKinnon, you got Landis you got Rantanen. They're all back. It's not like Healthy Rantanen, that's huge. Yeah, they're, they're all back. Kadri looks great. Mm-hmm. He's not costing his team in the playoffs. I like, is great. That always helps. Uh, he's not playing Boston, so that also helps. Um, and then you know, Grubauer and Frank are, are both doing well in that. Um, yeah, that's what it, I want it's to hard speak to find about. A weak spot on the average here in a second.
0: Yeah, so more about Francoise and Grubauer. They had the highest save percentage, those two, out of the how many teams are in the playoffs? 24. Yeah, the 24 teams. The Colorado Avalanche had the highest even strength save percentage. Francoise was a perfect 27 for 27. Grubauer's save percentage was 914. And then from that goaltender defense, you look at their offense, like Chris said, you got a healthy round in. Nathan McKinnon, Landis Scott, Nazim Kadri looked great. They're def scoring too. JT Confer and Jonas Donskoy had multiple points. Yep. This team, I feel like, could easily make a run and. Go to the cup, maybe even win the cup. I still have to stay true to my boys, the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited, man. If we get a Vegas and Colorado Avalanche Western Conference finals, I think that's a Stanley Cup right there, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, both Avalanche, Vegas Golden Knights, great teams, going to make a run. Moving on. Dallas Stars, complete opposite of those two teams. Man. Out of all the teams that played <laughs> in the round robin play, they were the ugliest they did not make a good impression they stole that game against the blues that was a shootout right uh, right they tied yep. that game up they, they late came,
1: they came through for us devils fans they won that game
0: <laughs> yeah um and if you don't know what chris is referring to there the canucks play the blues instead of at dallas uh both me and chris believe the canucks will have a harder time against st louis than they will dallas but we will see dallas they're just too reliant on goaltending and in the round robin play, Bishop struggled. He had an eight seven five save percentage. When Ben Bishop struggles, the Dallas Stars are not a good hockey team. To put it simple, yeah, uh, playing simple. Offense was non-existent for whatever reason. They got the skill up there, man. I, I don't know what it is. I, mean, no, I don't know. I really another,
1: don't. You want to throw another dagger in there? I mentioned yesterday it was a battle of the backup attendees between Hudobin and Hudobin uh, looked great
0: yeah, in the round robin play.
1: But perhaps another big thing was uh, Bennington was sat, you know, just to give Allen some playing time, basically, before the playoffs start. But Bishop was actually listed as not fit to play. That was oh, the really? reason for not playing him. So I don't know what that means. I don't know how serious it is. Hey, maybe that's it's safe. not good to have in your last round robin game before
0: the playoffs start. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's low-key not all that bad because Anton Mm Kadobin outplayed Ben Bishop in the round-robin play. Kadobin's save percentage was unreal. But just deeper dives in their stats. They had the second-worst Corsi 4% of any playoff team. Mm -hmm. Fourth-worst expected goal of any team. Like I said, no idea what the heck's wrong with your offense. I. It's gonna. It's not going to be pretty here for Dallas Stars fans. Um, I don't I mean, think got, once the round they of they sixteen kicks off.
1: There's some of them that are getting old. I mean, Pavelski and Perry are getting up there in age. They're not what they used to be like when they were younger. They're still good. They can still generate offense. I mean, Rupe Hintz is good as well. Uh, Radulov's game is kind of got some young kids. Bit. That
0: Dennis so, Guu. Gu- what do you say his last name? Gunaryov? <laughs> uh, yeah. Did he
1: just come over from uh, Russia or something? Uh, I don't know. He, he's been a he prospect in their for system
0: for a few years. Yeah, he um, he's a nice player, young yeah. kid. All right, they got John Klingberg on the D. I mean, High they, they got players. I don't know what it is, but not looking good for the Dallas Stars. We'll move on to the last team here. I know Chris is a big St. Louis Blues fan, and I'm a big St. Louis Blues guy myself. I love seeing <laughs> them raise back up. I got a little heart to heart with them, NHL. NHL going back to like NHL 16 now, but we won't talk about that so much. Chris, go ahead and get started on the Blues here.
1: So I think that the Blues are going to try and implement the same style of play that they did last year, which is just a be physical and try and just grind you down uh, into making mistakes and looking for hits that aren't even coming, basically. Um, they're, they're a big physical team, which is – You know, what you definitely need this time of year, you need the skill, but you also need to be able to to be physical and control the ice yourself. Um, I think Bennington can easily steal a series if need be. Um, I don't think that's a question anymore.
0: He did not um, look good in the round robin play.
1: Yeah, but I think he could get it together. He was all right during the regular
0: season. I mean, he was really good during the regular season. No mistake yeah. about that. But the save percentage in round robin play was below yeah, nine. He, he
1: did dip in the round robin. I'm not. I wouldn't be as concerned for him as I would be for someone like a Hopi or Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You
0: know. I, agree. I,
1: I think he could bounce back a little bit better. Yep. Um, and then the, the Blues still look good on their blue line as well. Uh, they've got a healthy Tarasenko back, which they weren't originally supposed to have for the playoffs. Um, I mean, I don't think that they'll make it out of the West, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Blues fans. Um, but <laughs> I do not I, I, I do think they are a strong team that you can't take lightly, and they'll, they'll punish you if you do. So.
0: Yeah, so I believe we disagreed about the Blues here, Um, whatever episode it was. Again, we are going to be here again. Mm. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I was real skeptical about them entering the playoffs. Uh, Mm. I said this back on whatever episode it was. Yeah. And they did not look good in the round-robin play. Um, I know it's only round-robin. Like I said, Bennington struggled. Jake Allen was really, really good. I think he had the best save percentage of any goalie in round-robin play, as funny as that sounds. Yeah. Their advanced numbers were absolutely atrocious. Their Corsi 4 percentage and expected goals percentage was both 24th out of all the teams dead last. I know, smaller sample size than the qualifying round teams, but still something you can't ignore. Like Dallas, they struggled to score the puck. They only had one goal versus Colorado, one against Dallas. I know they exploded against what team was it? Um, Vegas. They scored a lot of goals. One of these games, they had a lot of goals. But I am truly worried about. The defending champs uh, i'm worried about them i bennington might he probably will figure out he was strong in the regular season but that's something you got to watch there um but yeah who knows we will see back back with more of these teams later on when we get to our previews and predictions of the round of 16 games but we're going to go through this should be pretty quick we're just going to talk about each of the the series recaps um the qualifying series we'll start out east move out west montreal pittsburgh series Biggest upset by far the round robin. Montreal uh, won the series in four. Mm-hmm. And we all know why they won the series. And it's what people mm-hmm. fear. Chris, you've said this multiple times before mm-hmm. these series started. People were scared of this format because of guys like Carey Price, Patty yep. Kane stealing a series. Sure enough, this is exactly what happened here.
1: Fresh, healthy, clean uh, slate, regular season far enough behind to forget about.
0: Yeah, and this goes more to how the NHL has just been a complete joke as of late with this format, like a team like Pittsburgh. Me and you both do not like Pittsburgh, but no, it, it shouldn't have happened this way. Make no, no mistake about it, and I, I think you'll agree here. Pittsburgh was the, I want to say, far better team in this series. The eye test, the fancy status, they all told you this. Price, 133 shots against, 126 saves. That's a 9.67 save percentage. Mm-hmm. He's bound to break down at some point, right? I guess yeah. we'll see, huh? I mean... But go ahead, Chris. It, it Anything just, you want to add? Here. It
1: eventually came down to their goaltending. Matt Murray was inconsistent. There were times he looked like he was playoff Matt Murray, and there were times where it's like, okay, you're like almost Swiss cheese right now. You got to stop this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they brought in Jari, but uh, it, it, was, it was too late. Um, I mean, he played great in the final game. Uh, he, he didn't give up that final go-ahead goal, I believe, until like... You know, six minutes left in the third, I believe. It was pretty much a tie game the whole way through in that elimination game. Um, And the Canadians were, you know, they were able to successfully do uh, the lean on Carey Price, you know. It was basically all going to come down to him. If he could keep pucks out of the net and just give Montreal a chance to, you know, capitalize on their opportunities, that was their ticket to, to beating Pittsburgh and it worked. You know, Carey Price was you know, the Best goaltender in the league in
0: that series. Um, Indeed, he was. So we're gonna take keep the tally here as we go along. Do you believe that Pittsburgh was the better team in this series? I think Pittsburgh
1: Overall. was more dynamic offensively. Um, I think that they definitely should have beat Montreal. It's okay. definitely there's there's no oh, yeah there's no real excuse for it. It's just that okay. Montreal had phenomenal goaltending, took yeah. advantage of their opportunities, and you know it's it's not easy when you have the most dynamic offense still to go against the best goaltender in the league. It's just it's still gonna be hard. But,
0: so that's one tally in the column where the better team did not come out top in the series. Mm-hmm. Well, keep keep that in mind as we go on here. Yeah. So, next series, Carolina, New York. We talked about this on our last episode. We're not going to talk much here. Carolina, 3-0. Um, yep. Sweep here. Only sweep this round. Guess what, Rangers? You're all good. You're in good hands. The NHL gave you Alexis Lafayette, so I'm sure you guys will be able to sleep at night. Anything you want to add here before we move on? Uh, we discussed it last episode.
1: Um, you know, I, I said last episode that this was one matchup I was okay with getting wrong. Now now I'm back to being not okay with getting it wrong. I wish I got it right that the Rangers won. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, so we'll do that as we go through. Montreal, Pittsburgh, we both got wrong. I'm sure a lot of people did. Oh, I wanted Bracket to mention busters. this. Listen. <laughs> remember me saying a couple episodes back I was like Montreal watch for them put money on them this this could be this could be a sneaky upset but I didn't go full blown Pit, Pittsburgh and then the next episode we recorded before I think it was game three and I was like oh man how stupid am I Pittsburgh's on the table guess what I was kind of right in the end so give me a give me like a quarter of a yes there I got like that quarter correct is that fair can I, can I give myself a quarter yes yes okay thank you appreciate it Thanks. Um, okay, moving on. Islanders, Florida Panthers. This series was a mess. It, it was just weird, you know? Yeah. It, did you get that vibe? Just a weird series?
1: It was It was definitely a boring series to watch. Um, weird. In combination with just how the Islanders play, which us Devils fans are well aware of what that kind of looks like. Um, and just the fact that Florida, you know, they're, they were kind of just – inept I would say um, there were some soft goals that Bob gave up uh, other than maybe Hoffman and Barkov there wasn't much offense um, I, I don't know I, to me it Weird. was probably the most boring series out of all the, the
0: I agree. Elimination I was dead series. wrong here I picked so, the Panthers here um, I do, that was just I stupid understand. on me Yeah, that was just stupid on my part <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. The Islanders did their thing where they relied on really good goaltending. Um, goaltending was break. great for them without the series. Special teams had a lot to do in the series. Um, I, yes. don't, I don't know much else what to talk about here. I guess we'll move on here. Uh, Columbus, Toronto. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> this what a series fun was one. electric. Um, you have game Game three, that Columbus come back from 3-0 and Twitter was going nuts. Then you had game four. Yeah. Toronto erased a 3-0 state <laughs> in a matter of like three minutes and win it in overtime. And you go to game five and Columbus does his thing, and I think the final score in on that one was three-nothing. Yep. This is another series I think you can move this tally to two, where Toronto is the better team. They controlled the play. Their Corsi 4 was 53 in the series. Expected goal was 55. They had a higher rate of scoring chances, mm-hmm. higher rate of high danger chances. When you look at the chances, and even in my opinion watching, they had more chances. Mm-hmm. Columbus, got to give Columbus credit yep. that Jonas Corpusat was great. The whole tending for the most part was good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the main reason they won. Freddie Anderson was not good. He was – Yeah, that was a bad I want to put the blame here fully on Freddie Anderson because Toronto's mm-hmm. shooting percentage was 1.5. Nine percent, 1%. That's that's insane.
1: Well, especially because in the past, too, normally Freddie has been what's kept them in a series. Like, normally yeah. Freddie has been, like, one of the only, like, positives for them consistently in a series. And it's kind of sad to see it kind of go the other way this time. But
0: Yeah. Uh, do you agree here that you think Toronto I, – I know Columbus did what they do and they had the better goaltending, but I think all the other aspects of this game, Toronto was the better team in this series.
1: I mean, I think – Toronto was definitely more dynamic offensively, but I think their their weakness on defense kind of cost them a little bit too. I mean, I don't, we uh, saw the, the game where uh, they came back 3 nothing when Columbus was up 3 nothing. I believe both Wierenski and Jones missed a significant amount of the remainder of that game. Wierenski, I know, Leafs, did. Yeah, when the Leafs scored like three in a row to
0: tie it, basically. Of course. Um, that's so another that, thing here. They didn't the take advantage of their too, opportunities. Yeah. I agree there. They did not take advantage of the opportunities. Don't let a team come back when you're up 3-0. You could say the same against Columbus, I guess. But even defensively, I think it just all comes back to Freddie Anderson. And I see that – I saw this on Twitter. Tyson Barry went down and Toronto Maple Leafs fans were actually kind of like happy and were like, man, this is for the better. Tyson yeah. Berry is probably your best defenseman. He is, uh, I, yeah. I not I don't know what that whole gripe is. I think that's just Toronto fans being Toronto yeah. fans.
1: I mean, I think it's a combination but. of he's a high paid defensive player, but he's also an offensive minded player. So when your issue on your defense is defense and you bring in an offensive defenseman, it's kind of like, you know, okay, are we really addressing the issue? Um, yeah. I mean, Jake Muzzin got hurt. That was definitely a blow for them as that well. Was a big blow. Um, probably one of their best defensemen, in my opinion, if not their best. Um, I think it was like Cody CC had a a goal, but he also had a shot that I was just wondering what he was shooting at. I I don't know if you know what shot I'm talking about. He like he like shanked it like twenty feet to the right into the corner. I was like, Mm -hmm. what are you shooting at? Who's tipping that?
0: Yeah, Cody is atrocious. I'm going to put that in my little tally of two teams that were the better team but did not win the series. Columbus would have been a playoff team, though, right? Yes. The season ended, so you can't get that mad here. Yeah. This is just like your classic upset that happens in every playoffs. But this is the second team that wasn't not didn't deserve it but toronto was the better team yeah. for me in the series and they all i, I in, would say through. it's
1: kind of a toss-up in terms of who was better you basically had offensive dynamics versus a system structure that's that's what you had playing against each other two different kind of teams but um i would i i did pick the leafs going into this i did think i did i think everyone team. did
0: yeah so um, especially so. i mean
1: give give towards the jack adams honestly
0: yeah he's no need not to do so we're gonna move out west now. We start with Chicago and Edmonton. This was another series that was just a mess. It was really exciting, highest scoring series I remember in like a long time. Thirty-one goals in only four games is absolutely unreal. Yep. Also. This just comes back to the fact that Edmonton was not as good as record indicated. Their defense is awful outside of, honestly, offensively. You got McDavid, you got Dry Everyone's a big beneficiary of those two. Yeah, um, McDavid a whole benefits bunch-
1: from Dry We all know that.
0: Yeah, that's how that goes huh? But we all uh, <laughs> see, uh, I, mean, I don't think Edmonton has all that great offensive depth out of those two. But, you know, Edmonton didn't deserve to be a five seed. Chicago didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. I think both teams got what they deserve Chicago is going to run into a buzzsaw next next series especially since Corey Crawford didn't play all that well yeah he had an 8-9-1 state percentage yeah this series just just another weird series man
1: I mean it'd be even more weird if you see Malcolm Subban versus Robin Leonard in the next series both both players playing against their old teams
0: so yeah I don't know if there's much else to here, <laughs> here to say about this one I mean Patty but, King being
1: Patty King my he, favorite player believe league, it or not so. my
0: friend he only had like three points or something like that And Edmonton did a good job keeping them relative they, they did keep him relative check in terms of score sheet yeah, yeah they did but keep him off the score sheet things. but he
1: was dynamic in setting up the offense and getting yeah. the flow going and everything so yep. Taze, totally I mean, agree, series, yeah Taze
0: I'm pretty sure so yeah Taze did he led the team in scoring um I did see that Arizona and Nashville next series and yeah. i am even <laughs> before this I'm gonna put the tally at three here <laughs> Doug Arizona Coyotes had no business winning this series. Predators shot them in, themselves in the foot multiple times here. Before Do you move the numbers move shout out here?
1: to you and me for getting Chicago right, by the way.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I totally forgot to mention that. We are – out of all these series, we did get one right. And yes. it was the weirdest one to get right, but we got it right. <laughs> um, so talking about Arizona National now, the numbers here are insane. Arizona had a 43.70 course before, which is – Atrocious. Yeah. Their expected goals was only 41.24. That's insanely bad. I was very, very angry at the result of this series. I lost some <laughs> money on it. So you add that to it. You add the fact that it royally screwed the devils a bit. It moved their yeah. draft pick back 10 spots. You they were very, done. very unhappy with the result of this series. I hope Arizona gets absolutely waxed in the next round, which I'm sure <laughs> they will if they run into Vegas. This, for me, is the third series where the better team did not ultimately win. Mm -hmm. Coyotes, if the regular season ended, would not have been in the playoffs. So here's the NHL being stupid once again, screwing over the Preds. But I guess funny to see John Hines gets what he deserves. He is not a good head coach, and it's shown here again, even though his team did play relatively well. Mm -hmm. UC Saros played well for Nashville, and a big thing for the Predators Mm -hmm. was – their goaltending, but go ahead. Anything else you want to add here?
1: I mean, I I think I said it, you know, in one of our chats. Um, I I can't completely pin this on Heinze for for them losing. I mean, when you when you're out shooting a team twelve to none. You would expect that you're gonna, you know, take over that game and win, and you're gonna at least score the first goal. And Arizona scores on their first shot on a on a good tip from Dvorak. It was, it was a good shot, good tip, uh, lots of skill there, it wasn't a fluke. But I mean, they just had incredibly bad luck. Nashville did, in my opinion. Yeah, and they
0: shot themselves in the foot like that. Matt Duchesne. Going off sides when he was yeah. even involved in the play, took away a goal. And that goal, they would have won that game yeah. if that goal stood just a mess. This series made me very angry. Out of all the series, I think this one made me by far the angriest. But. Yeah.
1: I mean, we we were going to have uh, – what was our pick scenario there if uh, Arizona lost versus now? You
0: know, yeah. That's a salty
1: um, topic, but –
0: yeah, we'll talk about – I have a full thing coming up here. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll talk about that Yotes pick. And we'll also talk about the Vancouver pick. Speaking of Vancouver, move on to that, that series. This is tally number four of where the better team did not win the series, in my opinion. Mm-hmm markstrom was solid and probably one of the main reasons to the surprise of no one why they won the series nine two six eight percentage for mr markstrom quinn hughes was electric man not six points in four games the rookie defenseman led the team in scoring there Mm -hmm. other than that the goaltending the wild controlled every other aspect of the series i'm not going to read more fancy stats to you but the fancy stats show that the wild were the better team
1: i feel like (laughs) might have he, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't as good as he was. He, he was great in
0: game one, instead. and then after that, yeah. it just kind of fell. Um, but if you want to say any more here, all you.
1: I mean, we both had Minnesota in the series. We thought they would be the, the team that would have moved on. We thought they would after game one, and credit to Vancouver. Um, they, they got it done. Uh, I wish that them and Arizona would not have, so our picks could be better. But, you know, we wouldn't even have Vancouver's pick, I believe, uh, if they lost. So, it is what it is. Uh, obviously, that's why I was hoping for the Blues to play Vancouver now versus Dallas because James and I both kind of agree that uh, we we see anyone being able to take on Dallas, but St. Louis would be a tougher challenge for anyone.
0: Yeah, indeed, it would be a definitely tough challenge. Last series of the qualifying round, Calgary versus Winnipeg. I feel like you could say this series wasn't boring, but it's probably the least competitive series. I, th- I, I want to say I think it was definitely the like- most hostile. Yeah, and I think it was the least competitive as well. I know you have this sweep over in Carolina, but New York at least generated stuff. This series just wasn't really competitive, in my opinion. Winnipeg showed their weakness, and that's their defense. Mm-hmm. And the only way they're going to beat Calgary is if Connor Halbuck was good. And he was surprisingly not good. And that's a rescue for disaster for this Winnipeg team. I and mean, and and after Shifley game and one, you lining, got Stifley. Yeah. yeah, after game one, you got Stifley and Line going down. That pretty much sealed the book. And even if they didn't go down, I think the series would have kind of went the same way. Calgary's just – Winnipeg's just not a good hockey team. Uh, so, yeah, that's my opinion there. I, I've said this for – a um, couple weeks now that I just Winnipeg had no business being in their spot. but Yeah, oh well. they were definitely
1: a surprise uh, just in the regular season with how they were doing before this. Yeah, they, happened. Were. they so. were
0: playing a lot better than their numbers indicated. Mm. So. Anything else you want to add here before we move on?
1: Uh, uh, We got another series right, at least. We both picked Calgary in this one. You I did do. go
0: Calgary? Good. Yes. I'm glad. We got both right here. Uh, we did not get the Vancouver series right, as you said. Arizona series, we did not get right. So we went two for two in the West, correct? Mm-hmm. We both yes. went two for two. In the East, I went one and three. Did you go over for any? Uh, no, you went one and three as well. I did you have the, the Islanders. Islanders. Yeah, Islanders. so we had the same record. Look at yep. us. Look at that. <laughs> not pretty, but... We won some. That's Just a goes matters. to show that
1: you should listen to us when you're going to gamble.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Maybe sometimes. <laughs> hey, I, if you took Montreal, like I said, win some nice money there, my friends. But anyway, we're going to talk now, like I said, about the Yotes pick and the Vancouver pick, what this means for the Devils. A little uh, humble plug here. I did write an article today or today being – August 10th, which is Monday, Uh, more in-depth and also possible prospects of target. I'm just going to get into it real briefly here. So if you haven't checked that article out, check it out. I'm going to post it to our Devil's Army cast pages, or Twitter page. So the Yotes pick, with the Yotes being John Hines' Predators, the Devils automatically get it, as we talked about. Mm -hmm. Right now that's slotted in at 18th overall. It can actually move to 16th. If Montreal and Chicago both upset in their series. So we'll see if that happens. I doubt it, but it can move up yeah. to 17, 16. Farthest This will be is 18. Of course, if the Coyotes lose to the Knights. Now, if somehow we get freaky and the Yotes end up beating the Vegas Golden Knights, oh mm-hmm. man, that pick would drop down to 24th. Yeah. And that is worst case scenario here. Oh, and by the way, like Chris said before, um, if the Yotes lost against the Preds, and this is the reason why I was so angry at the series, that pick would have been Montreal and Chicago won. So yeah, that pick would have been like ninth. It would have been yeah. ninth. Yeah. Assuming that was they about seven that and lottery, nine. Yeah. yeah, assuming they didn't win the lottery, but <clears throat> hey, we know who won the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah. Would have been seven and nine if John Hines and the Preds didn't shoot themselves <clears throat> in the foot numerous times and the hockey didn't do this stupid thing that hockey did. But um yeah. That's the Yotes pick situation. Move on to the Vancouver pick. This pick was lottery protected. So the NHL came out and said that if Vancouver loses, they'll keep the pick. But if they win, it automatically transfer to New Jersey. As we know, they won. Slotted in at 20th right now, which is fine. Um, it can move as high as 16th, technically. That's if Calgary, Arizona, Chicago, and Montreal all advance. Maybe get lucky, moves to 19, 18. That would be nice. And this is, of course, if the Canucks lose to the Blues. More on that in a little bit. If the Canucks pull the upset, this pick, like there's going to pick a jump up to anywhere between 24th and 27th. So that's where the devil stands um, in terms of their. Now three confirmed first overall picks in this draft. As I wrote in the article, if there was a draft you wanted three first round picks in, this is definitely the draft. Like I said, it's absolutely brutal that the Oats pick dropped this far, but I guess you can't complain when you have three. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna continue to complain, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that. Like I said, Please, if you would want to find more information on this, more in-depth analysis, see some prospects. I wrote an article on this. I'll link it as I said. But moving on now, Chris, you have anything you want to add? Y'all good? We can move on. Uh, you
1: covered all the bases, right there. Oh,
0: thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, moving on. The last thing we got going on here, got to give you our previews and predictions to the round of sixteen. Mm. Starting out, we got the Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens' advanced to statistics, oh yeah, yeah. Montreal's advanced statistics during the regular season were a lot better than the Flyers. However, round robin play, they were thoroughly outplayed by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Of course, Carey Price took the series for them. Yeah, I do think the Flyers are bound to regress a little bit. Maybe they drop a game or two here just cuz of Carey Price and going back to the PDO thing. Mm-hmm. If Carter Hart wasn't so hot, I would think about giving this series to Montreal. Mm-hmm. But Carter Hart's playing, I don't want to say just because of Carey Price because he's not. It's just like right a tick below. So I don't think Montreal's going to do anything crazy here. I don't even like have that kind of like feeling like I had the last series. It was like, hey, throw some money on them to have some fun. I don't have that opinion either. I think the Flyers get this in five. Ooh. Interesting. Go ahead. So oh, yeah.
1: I – I also picked the Flyers. Um, I do think Gary Price will steal a game or two. Uh, difference being, I gave six. I, I thought Price would probably steal two games, make it go six. Um, I, I've also said this before. We know who's behind the bench for Philly. It's Vigneault. He's taken two teams to the finals. He's taken Vancouver and the Rangers. Both times he has lost. And my fear would be that the third time would be the charm if he can pull it off this year. And... I mean there's Philly scares me. They do. They're 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 the team that's hot at the right time, both before the shutdown and once play resumed. They kinda just picked up and where they left off.
0: Yeah, um, I think Flyers are not going to really have an issue here. I think their issues will come later, but I think they got this one. I think Montreal is going to go home. Mm-hmm. Next series, Tampa Bay and Columbus, PTSD flashbacks. Chris, go yes. ahead. Give your opinion here. I think you're going to have an interesting one. So <laughs> Not interesting. You'll, I, go ahead. Yeah.
1: I, I do. Um, so I picked Tampa to go all the way last year. Uh, that worked out phenomenally. Thank you to Columbus. Um So I am having a little bit of flashbacks here myself with the bracket and everything. Um, But I still will stick to Tampa. I think that they get it done. Um, I could see it going to seven games. I could easily see that just because I know how Torts runs his teams and his systems. Um, But there's a reason why Tampa traded for Blake Coleman. There's a reason why they added guys like that. And it's, you know, what they went through with Columbus last year. They realized they needed sandpaper. They needed physicality not just the ability to score goals at will whenever they wanted to. Um, And I think even though Stamkos and Hedman are major question marks right now, I still think their defense is deep enough that uh, it can work for the first round. They still got guys like McDonough on the back end, like we said before. Uh, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov are still dynamic offensively. You got Anthony Sorelli as well, plus uh, the remainder of the old triplets line, Tyler Johnson, Andre Palat. And then Vasilevsky's you know, he's he's Vazzy, you know. As long as well. he plays well in net, I I see Tampa squeaking out of this series. i got to go in seven, but I'm picking Tampa.
0: Ooh, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I thought you were going to pick Columbus, honestly. I'm glad nope. you didn't. I, I thought about it. I thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, my, my first things and the notes I have here is, oh no, can it happen again? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Tampa's goalie in the first series, uh, series back last year did not play well. Vasilevsky did not play well. He's showing, he's solid here in a Robin play. Yeah. I think a big thing too, is having no fans here. I think this is going to play a huge difference in this series. Tampa Bay is just too talented. Revenge time, baby. Tampa in five.
1: Are you, You're not a fan of the cannon, are you?
0: no man I went to uh, did I tell you I went to Nationwide Arena one time I think you did I actually don't mind the blue, blue Jackets I love the city of Columbus I went and toured Ohio State when I was looking at colleges and I, I don't mind Columbus it's just I don't think they're going to get it done here um, the- I, was,
1: I was just talking about the cannon specifically itself in the arena <laughs> I think you were telling me you had an experience one time with that
0: Yeah. It's it's as scary as everyone says it is. Um, (laughs) It's scary, man. Takes you by surprise. Last series, Washington Islanders. Extremely close one for me. I, I had issues picking this one. A team in Washington that's seemingly really struggling offensively per the round-robin play, but they do have a strong be against New York Islanders, whose strong suit is their defense and tight goaltending. So that's just not pretty for Washington when you think of it that way. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, for me, it came down to the fact that Washington's offense, the names there on paper, I still think they're going to bust through Ovechkin, Kuznetsov. All those guys, Jacob Ron has been great. I think they're going to be able to. I'm going to give Washington the doubt here. I don't like this pick one bit, but I'm going to go Washington. I, I think I said six, six, seven. It doesn't really matter. I, I gotta, I'm got i doing it. I'm picking Washington. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> so,
1: clarifying my previous one, I actually did pick Tampa in six. I got that wrong. It was this series, the Washington and Islander series, I had going the whole way, going seven, and I have Barry Trotz beaten his old team. I have the Islanders in seven. I think he understands that Capitals team better than anyone in the playoffs right now. And his system it's you know, we question it all the time. How how do they do this? Like how do they get shot, outshot every game, and yet they're they're winning games. They're just opportunistic and they have this, you know. Ben-don't-break kind of mentality. You got Semyon Varlamov in net, former capital as well. Um, Bovillier is their hottest player right now, which helps Matthew Barzell out as well. Um, I I really like the Islanders. I think this is not a matchup that the Capitals would have wanted. I think they would have preferred it the other way around uh, and ended up playing Carolina to be honest. Uh, I think the Islanders will have their number. I think it'll be a fun series. And I think it'll go seven, but I got Trots beating the, uh, the Caps.
0: There you go. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not a fan of picking Washington just because I feel like this series is such a toss-up, but I'm going to stick with it. Washington, like I said, in six or seven for me. So we differ there. Look at us. Look at that. Last series, Boston and Carolina. I know I was pre. go ahead. You start. Start this one.
1: <laughs> so I don't like this matchup for Boston at all. I know Boston swept Carolina last year, but I do not think these are the same two teams from last year. I really don't. I think Carolina, their defense has gotten much better, both the players that were already there and the players they brought in. Uh, Slavin took a huge step forward this year. You got Sammy Votten in there as well. You know, we're obviously paying attention to that as Devils fans because of the conditionals and how far they go and how many games, uh, et cetera. But I think Carolina, again, their question mark for me is still the same as it was against the Rangers. Can they get the good goaltending? They got it from Marazic and then they got a phenomenal game from Reimer as well. If that keeps up, I mean, Boston, like I said, they're not scoring right now. If they can get it together, it's a different story, but I just I feel like they they should have kicked it into gear by now, and they still have time too. Obviously a, a game in this series has not been played yet, but I have Carolina in six.
0: Yeah, so I know how I just harped on how you shouldn't be as worried as everyone is on Boston yet, but out of all the teams, I think besides Tampa in the East, Carolina is the worst matchup for them just because Carolina, I'm a huge Carolina guy. I think they have a really, really good hockey team, yeah. and I don't think they get as enough uh, enough respect as they should. Mm-hmm. Vastly underrated. Analytically, they are one of the best teams in the league up there with Vegas. Um, They're getting Dougie back too. Is he coming back? Coming That's actually huge for them. Um He's coming so, back. Like you said, they got good goaltending in the qualifying round, and that's all it's about. And it's not – I know the Rangers, like, I wouldn't call them a good hockey team, but their offense is solid. Um, mm-hmm. They generate a lot. So it's good to see Morazic and Reimer playing well. I think they take this series. I think they do not Boston, I know I said, don't be as worried. I, and I think Carolina is just a good hockey team. I got the Canes in seven. Yeah, I got Canes so. in six. We're on the same page there. Yeah, so we got – all of our picks are the same besides the Washington Islanders series, which I could see either go either way. Yeah. So I do have Washington and Chris has the Islanders. Starting out west, um, these series aren't as fun in my opinion. The Vegas-Chicago series <laughs> to start out with. This is um, maybe the easiest series to pick for me. Vegas offensive power is one that could easily keep up with Chicago's because Chicago's whole thing is offense. Um, yeah. Vegas has a – not great defense, but pretty good defense. Enough mm-hmm. to stop the Chicago attack. And I, I think I say Robin Leonard. That yeah, I think Robin Leonard. Or if you want to put, oh, speaking of underrated defensemen on the Vegas Golden Knights, Shea Theodore is one of the best defensemen in the whole entire league. That man needs more respect. But I sorry, you got, got me fired Schmidt up. In,
1: there. Is underrated. Schmidt's well, another one. Another yeah. Guy.
0: Another one. You know, you're not wrong there. But of
1: John Merrill as well. You know, yeah. John
0: Merrill. He didn't play in the a couple round robin games. I don't know if that was just because he was banged up or something, but yeah, he, he should be in the lineup there. Uh, whoever they choose. I think they should go Robin Leonard just because Fleury struggled all year, but whoever they choose should be enough to stop Chicago. And like I said, Corey Crawford was not good for Chicago and he yeah. needs to be good if they want to pull the upset here. I got bring out the brooms Vegas and four. Ooh.
1: Okay. I, I got Vegas as well. Uh, a lot of the same reasons, but I got them in six games. I got Taves, Keane, Kubelik. I, I do see them at least having some fun, uh, sque- right. you know, getting away with two games, uh, squeaking away with two of them. So we'll see. But I think either way, we, we both agree, Vegas, There's they should have no problem winning this series in the
0: series. Yeah, I agree. Um, Colorado, Arizona, go ahead, Chris. Well, i almost 100% sure we agree here. I am 100% sure we'll agree. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: So, um, I got Arizona taking out uh, Colorado. Yeah, okay, um, gonna, yeah. <laughs> No. No. Um, obviously, uh, I got Colorado uh, taking out Arizona. I thought it was very interesting, the series that Arizona had against Nashville, but I also think Nashville was the most unlucky team in the qualifying rounds. They were. Um, I, I give Arizona... A game. I, I think there's a chance they could steal a game just because you never know what the playoffs. I've got the ads in five. Like I said before, there's there's not really a weak spot on this team. And I mean, even McKinnon's come out and said that, you know, why he's so confident. He's like, there's, you know, he's come out and said himself, I don't think there's a weak spot on this team. And he's asked like me, he's like, can you guys find one? <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's right like there's just there yeah. there's not really a weak spot with the ads so.
0: yeah i'm gonna agree with you there i do have colorado in five too i think darcy kemp or do enough one game to take a take a game and i also yeah. think arizona's luck's going to get involved somehow because they were stupid lucky in round one so maybe they'll be able to steal a game um advanced stats everything just a ton better in favor of colorado and yeah i got colorado in five as well so moving on here dallas versus calgary i I think we're gonna agree here as well calgary was a pretty impressive round run i know they were playing albeit a not good winnipeg jets team but they were they played good hockey the thing that comes down with them is cam Talbot, david rich it comes down to those two how they perform i think they'll be get enough done to get it done in this series just because dallas struggled mildly in the first one i don't think Dallas deserved the record they had necessarily. <laughs> I got Calgary in five.
1: Look at that, great minds do think alike here. We got yeah, back sir. to back picks where we're picking the same team with the same amount of games. I also no, have you got five too five. I thought I
0: was being a little crazy there, but good no, stuff. Yeah,
1: no, I do have Calgary in five, and I mean, like we were saying uh, with regards to looking out for the Devils' pick from Vancouver. Um, I feel any team has a better chance of getting through Dallas than they would St. Louis. I just think, uh, again, we're, we're dumbfounded with Dallas. There's no explanation for it of why the offense seems to be an issue. Um, you have the goaltending when Ben Bishop's healthy, Hudoven played a good game in the last uh, bit of the round robin. Uh, it's just I, I don't feel comfortable with Dallas at all, and I think they're the weakest team in the West out of those top four. Yeah,
0: I agree. i um, totally agree. There, move on. Last series, last series of the pod we're going to be discussing here. We got the Canucks and the Blues, and this is a huge series like the Arizona one for the Devils draft pick. Um, you know, i um, You know what? You know what I got here? Don't do it yeah i'm going I'm vancouver good. in seven. my um, um, I, I, uh, yes. I well, i've been saying for a while now i'm not like I, i'm st louis like fan in terms of like the team like i mentioned but i'm not <laughs> a fan of how they performed this year their fancy stats aren't good i think vancouver actually has better advanced stats than they do um i think markstrom is going to go full carry price here and be able to steal a series for him bannington struggles i know he played well in the regular season that it does have me concerned and we're devil's fans so Something bad has to happen for us here, right? And this would be the definition of bad. So I'm going Vancouver. Biggest upset by far, the ones I picked. Um, I'm sure you have St. Louis here.
1: I do have St. Louis, but I have them in six games. I don't have it being a cakewalk or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't put it out of the realm of possibility that Vancouver could pull off an upset, so I don't think it's that crazy of a pick for you to go with them i am surprised you're doing it because i know the blues are probably one of your favorite teams in general as an organization in the western conference Yeah. so but yeah i got i got blues and six i think uh Pennington and company they'll be able to play their game and, and move on to the next round
0: yeah so i'm gonna read you the stat here i mean i wanted to read this earlier when i'm talking about the flyers this is via Dmitry Filipovic I think that's how you pronounce his name on Twitter he's a good follow okay. so the tweet says the Philadelphia Flyers have been absolutely crushing teams over the last 25 games and these stats are via naturalstattrick.com. absolutely amazing website if you're into fancy nerdy stats like me so over these last 25 games they got a 24-1 record 95-52 um, they've outscored opponents 64 to 34. This is uh, gold differential, five on five gold uh, differential. A mm-hmm. 54.7 percent of the five v five shot share. That's basically Corsi stats, and a 55.9 percent five v five chance share, which I believe is a scoring chances for um, stat. So yeah, they've been absolutely electric, and it scares me. But yeah, I just wanted to give you Devils fans more fears on this terrible day. Yeah. Um, so that's that. I don't think there's any more here to add. Um, you have anything else that we missed that you want to speak about? Because that's have I think.
1: No, I mean, I'm I'm excited. The playoffs are starting. Um, I how many how many picks would you say you had that qualifies upsets? I know Vancouver's what beaten. in this
0: one. Yeah, Uh, two. I guess if you want to uh, say the Calgary pick, I think that's technically an upset. But besides that, oh no, you could say Carolina, Boston. So three, I guess technically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't do any bar down bets here. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to look at the odds because I've been busy like doing that, writing the article, and getting this stuff together. But maybe we'll sprinkle that in because Plus I know i promise you guys get a, a little lot, lot.
1: quicker than normal
0: you know yeah um, a little degeneracy here we're still working out the schedule here for next week's episode um uh once we figure it out we'll let you guys know but you'll hear our beautiful voices here again soon probably like a little like game after like the game threes are completed give you a little like summary like we did last week but yeah that's all we have two nights um chris anything you'd like to add
1: let's go devils we still got better number one picks
0: Uh, Um, I don't know about that, unfortunately, but yeah, we'll end it out here. Everyone have a good night. Gotta believe. Uh, Nah. (laughs) Well, the sports I've seen, the fans of the teams I've seen, I'm not believing nothing. (laughs) But um, everyone have a good night. Stay safe out there. In the NHL, is a joke.
1: Have a good one, everyone.